Ladies and gentlemen, today we are back again with another episode on this podcast, The Road Chat. Today I just want to talk about a couple of things, especially in the African context of life. And there are things, there are specific things that we fall trapped to as the Africans because of uh, stereotypes and cultural beliefs and everything that we we grow up believing that it's normal and acceptable. But today I do hope to dispel some of the myths and perhaps possibly help you understand something. And, uh, and again, I'll always say this as a disclaimer that I do not claim monopoly of any sort to knowledge, but uh, I can give you one sense or two. One of the things that today I want to tackle, guys, is uh, today I was talking on my video uh, for YouTube about uh, uh, feminism and uh, what do ladies expect and how I don't understand how it will ever work that women will get uh, equal outcome as men. Because in the first place, they don't have the same aptitudes to do the same things and uh, different things actually reward you differently different things actually have different outcomes and so how will we ever get there but today I do want to talk about something else that is uh, pervasive in the African culture and that is um, uh, I'll give you the points uh, the poverty mindset and the cultural norms and obviously perhaps that would fall under the poverty mindset free stuff poverty mindset is something scary because it's something that decides whether you are going to forever live in your poverty or you are ever gonna get out at some stage out of your poverty poverty mindset plays out in different ways in fact poverty mindset is not something that is a uh, that is a decider of whether you are going to have money in your bank or not the poverty mindset, poverty mindset, it's exactly what it is. It's a mindset and uh, that, that mindset keeps you there, keeps you poor. You justify why you won't enjoy certain things even though you can afford enjoying certain things. You justify why you will live in a falling apart shack, rugged shack in Tembaletu. Kailicha, in Soweto, in Chawela, in all the squatter camps of the world, you decide, you decide to live in that state because it is a, it is a culturally and traditionally acceptable norm for you that that you should be poor i mean your parents were living there your grandfather was living there and you are coming from the eastern cape perhaps or whatever province whatever rural land that you come from you are told that you must bring money back come and buy livestock and all that and all that and you are not there to live a lavish life this is what you are told this is what you grow up believing this is what is entrenched deep down in your mentality, in your soul, in your spirit. So you come now, you get a nice job, you, you know, a stroke of luck and you make some money and you never enjoy this money. You keep on saving this money. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing that you are gathering money, that you are putting money in the same place. You are not squandering money. But uh, poverty, the poverty mentality is deadly because 
you are not enjoying anything in life. I once had a story that Mother Teresa was given a beautiful house in India and because of her religious beliefs, she said, surely we cannot stay in a house like this. She started stripping that Persian carpet off the floor and sold it. And then whatever was beautiful on the wall, took it down and sold it whatever looked nice and she made the house as horrible as possible because that was her religious perspective you see it was poverty that was driving that ideal that a Christian a devout Christian cannot live such a lavish life you have to exhibit some characteristics or some traits of poverty because you are of service to people, you are serving people. So this is what Mother Teresa did. And this for me illustrates what I'm talking about. Even though you have all the money to live a life that will ensure that you are healthy and you live longer and you are well taken care of, clean suburb, a good medical scheme and all that. No, 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 no. Poverty mindset will keep you away from those things because you don't deserve. They are not yours. They are for those who are rich. Regardless of resources, you may be rich in resources and yet be poor in mindset. You may be poor in mindset. You know, and uh, listen to me. Poverty mindset is something that we need to confront and say no to. It's not something that is good for you, African child. I come from Eastern Cape. I was born in Nobo, and uh, you know, it's a Kwaveju. Uh, I grew up there. It's, it's a poverty-stricken place. It's a poverty-stricken place, and you go there. There's just a cries after cries of poverty. Help me, self-pity, and all that. Nobody thinks they can do anything about their situation to change it, and that is how the poverty mindset plays out. You know, it plays out in that you think you are incapable of changing your situation and you are, it's not acceptable that you should change your situation. You can gather money, you can do whatever, but never do anything that makes you look, feel rich. Always stay on the poor bar of life. Okay, let's move on from that. That's just uh, something that I've observed that uh, poor people, they can drive the most amazing car or whatever, but they will still make the poorest of decisions in life. And, and so this is, this is amazing. This is amazing. This is, this is something that is real in the African culture. But I want to move on, really. We can talk about it some other time again. And uh, you can tell me where I misrepresented the... You can tell me where I misrepresented the idea. Where I misrepresented the idea of black people wanting to stay poor. Anyway, I want to move on and talk about the cultural norms. The cultural norms. Uh, think about that poverty then. Uh, that, poor, that poor mentality coupled up with the cultural norms that we grow up adopting. Again, that are very much driven by this poor mindset. Like for instance, the idea of cohabitation. Think about cohabitation. I don't even want to talk about the fact that you can kidnap a woman and then make her your wife. 
you know these are ungodly and these are barbaric behavior character traits that uh, that are cultural you know these things are cultural and uh, you, you you know you look at, at humanity at large you realize that this is not the way of all of human beings these are just things that are entrenched in a specific culture and that that's that's already a red flag for me because if it's just a culture wait a minute if it's just a culture then you can have your own culture then you can adopt whatever culture that you like it's actually a matter of choice to break out of a culture that's not helpful that's not adding that's not um, that's not prospering you in any way a culture that is oppressive is a culture that should be renounced and uh, these cultures are quick to renounce though because if you if you do anything differently, if you suggest anything differently, they are quick to say you are not one of us, as if they have anything to offer. It's time we wake up and say, it's beautiful to be Umkosa. It's beautiful to be a black South African. It's beautiful. But some of the South African traditions and cultural behaviors ought to be judged because they are not good for you. So these are cultural norms, the idea of cohabitation, that it's acceptable that you can take somebody's girl, somebody's daughter, and stay with them, and uh, you know what, uh, have children with them, and then uh, uh, maybe if you see another one, move on, but uh, there is no pressure that you should marry this girl, even though you live with her. This notion of cohabitation, this is what has produced fatherless generations, uh, kids, running around on the streets no parents no fathers involved where there is no father figure there is just hell dancing in that doorstep especially if those kids are male and in fact even if those kids are girls even if those kids are girls because girls they need their father to say i love you every now and then or otherwise they will be quick to look for boys that will say i love you this is a necessity in a woman's heart they want love from male and the suitable male then to start loving their daughters is men who are present fathers now, i'm not talking about pedophiles and all these opportunistic uh, predators no i'm talking about men that will stand guard and protect family but cohabitation makes this difficult because this guy is not married to you and so this guy is justified and free in his mind to have other relationships outside because he is not morally conflicted he is not morally condemned or convicted when he gets involved in these relationships because he's not married to you because he is just shaking up with you young lady these are cultural norms that i think we have to show a degree and a level of outrage against in the age of gender-based violence and you still have women that avail themselves to men who violate their trust knowing that they will never marry them but they get involved with them and even take them so far that they they have kids with them and uh, listen to me 
Listen to me, this is a cultural norm that needs to be judged and condemned and kicked against. It's not worth it, it's killing you, it's killing you. You are producing all these kids that are, that are beggars, asking for free things, asking for, asking for people, you know, they're asking for two rents on this because there is no father to... The first privilege that a child can have is two parents. Two parents is a privilege for a child. Two parents is a privilege for a child. But cohabitation robs the child that privilege. And it's not only cohabitation really, it's sleeping together, fornication. These unprotected fornications that take place every day in South Africa, taverns, all these things, they happen in the most unlikely places sex has been taken so lightly and so cheap that it happens on street corners in our country it happens everywhere where people are together it's like these are animalistic instincts that we have rejoiced and celebrated over the years in the, in the course of the decline of our culture now they have become cultural norms any scream any outrage any kickback kick against it it's actually offensive to the people of South Africa. So that's something that also we need to check. You need to check yourself right there, ladies. You can say no. You hold the power to say no. And no is the shortest word and yet the loudest in echo. No. Say no to cohabitation. Say no to fornication. Say no to shacking up. Say no to all these opportunistic men that seek to just uh, you know taste you and then move and tag along and look for another one you are not an object to conquer but men do look at women as sexual objects to conquer you must know this and then you must be aware and then you must run away from it i want to move on quickly as i bring this to a close free stuff free stuff you know, in life you are going to encounter very loving people, very kind people that are going to help you beyond your wildest dream, beyond your imagination. You're going to be like, what, what did I do to deserve this kind of blessing? And these people will be nice to you. But that should not create a mindset of expectation and entitlement. That should not make you now think that you can demand and you deserve these things from people. People will help you where they can, but don't bet your life on that. Don't bet your life on that. Do try hard, do hustle, do try and figure out ways of getting ahead in life. The government gets us right here, gets us in this one, because the government gives you free grant, they give you free everything, and then uh, they promise at least to give you free everything, but all they do is give you grant and handouts when it's close to elections, but they are actually creating a, uh, a, a person who's going to depend on the social welfare system, a person who's never going to have a drive, a person who's going to leave from a place of land hopelessness, somebody that never actually looks for a way to get ahead that never looks for a way to get ahead in life on their own accord. 
you know, hustling is not meant to be easy. It's actually something that is very difficult, especially hustling under the banner of I am an entrepreneur. So that's not easy. And an entrepreneur is not somebody who looks for freebies, but an entrepreneur is somebody who knows how to kick butt in the marketplace, is somebody who knows how to keep going after what they want. You will meet people that will be nice to you. You will attract people that will contribute to your journey but let it all let let it be only that let it be only that they are contributing to your journey don't let it be that they are actually funding and sustaining you without you adding any value in their lives so the free V's idea is actually something that springs from this this land hopelessness wanting nothing in life poverty mindset and now the cultural norm is that they must give it to me they must give it to me it must come to me a tsunami just hits all of a sudden where are the forms so we can apply for something for free it's always about applying 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 to the government what are we are we a socialist state or a communist state or what uh, where is the your capitalistic instincts man be a capitalist look for ways to capitalize in the ever-changing economy of our world there are opportunities out there for you there are opportunities out there for you don't stop don't stop and think that somebody should come to your rescue this is the street chat with apio and Revo. until next time much on that